I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right will be your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right will tackle topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen or bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company, Black Dog Builders, in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals and past clients to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. So, welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. All right. How are you doing, Brenda? I'm fabulous. Good. It's a beautiful day. It's chilly here in Salem, New Hampshire. It is. Uh, yeah, when I left house, it was it, the house. It was 10 degrees, so that was not pleasant. Yep. Um, although we're on our way up, so we we're recording in uh, January of 2020, and uh, and we're having a, an unusually mild winter. But today happens to be really, really chilly. Really chilly. But so. just you know, we're not in Maine. That's right. It could be That's worse. Right. So. Um, so one of the things that we're doing is uh, over the course of the show is we're we're jumping around a little bit on different topics. We're introducing guests uh, and having certain topics that we're we're working on with them, um, and then we're circling back to sort of the theme and. And we're going to continue to do What's that. What's the theme exactly? <laughs> to basically help folks. Oh, it's be, about renovation. Yeah, That's go. right. Yeah. So keep up, will you? I'm oh, sorry. All right. Um, one of the things that uh, that we're trying to do is obviously bring content to listeners that can help them have a better outcome for remodeling, mm-hmm. right? And that's uh, that's across the board, right? So uh, so one of the topics that we're going to talk about, or the topic for today's uh, conversation, is is about pricing, right? So we've, we've gone through lots of different things, whether that's how to select a contractor, whether that's how to do the interview, whether that's what's the right project for you. But today we want to circle back to sort of the thing that ultimately ends up causing... Um, the most angst. Yeah. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? And... Uh, and, and uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, about how we uh, consider some of these options. Um, but today, I want to get a little more into the specifics of pricing because different contractors price different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there is, in the industry, there is no set, you know, one set rule. And that's one of the, that, I guess that's a big challenge that we have because there's very little standardization. Right. right? And, and people don't know what to expect or, or what seems fair and, you know... We're we're going to try and take you behind the the mirrors, the right. funhouse mirror. Right, exactly. And, and talk to you about the different ways people price, and and that you know the contractor is really not out to rip you off. They're just trying to make a fair profit so that right. they can feed their family. Right, and and but I think because there's such little standardization, it can be really challenging um, from contractor to contractor and from homeowner to homeowner to try to understand. Right. You know, uh, what does this number mean? How does this work? How should I be getting these numbers from contractors? Um, and and how do I then figure out whether it's fair, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so so there's a lot of, let, let, let's just start the conversation by saying, you know, there's there's different methodologies for how you might get a price. So some contractors might do, and, and some of this actually is a regional thing, right? Some mm-hmm. contractors might do what's called cost plus. Um, and so you're familiar with cost plus? I am. Yeah. So, um Cost plus is the kind of scenario where uh, you are there's a, there's an agreed upon structure with a contractor and you are paying for labor as it's being consumed uh, or spent on the project and you are paying for typically the materials and any of the subcontractor work mm-hmm. plus 
uh, markup. Now, how is that different than time and materials? So it's a different phrase for the same thing. Okay. Right. So T and M time materials or cost plus is essentially kind of the same thing. You're paying costs uh, plus a markup to cover overhead and profit. Right. Right. Um, and so here's the here's the challenge around that. And and, and it, it in some scenarios it actually can be the right choice. In some scenarios it can be fair for the homeowner and fair for the contractor. Uh, but in a lot of scenarios. I personally feel, uh, and, and cost plus contractors may take offense to this and may disagree, and that's okay, um, but I personally feel that it's the least fair solution for the homeowner mm -hmm. uh, when we have a well-defined and clear project. Right, because there's no incentive to get the job done and get a job the job done efficiently. I, I, right? th I think that's what it gets down to. Yeah. So, so, so if, if your carpenters just really, you know, move slow and deliberately and likes to think about every like like my stepdad van who right. you know he would be <laughs> a right. terrible cost plus carpenter just because you terrible know terrible for the homeowner <clears throat> great oh, for him. yeah like he's just so slow so that's not the the carpenter that you want in the job if if they have a contract and they know they have to be done by a certain date because that's that's what they've um uh, agreed to and what right. they're getting paid for, then they're more likely to do that. And so that does a couple things, right? So it, it, it like I said, you know, sometimes it's a it's a geographic thing. There's some areas in the country where the contractors only do cost plus work. That's mm -hmm. kind of the culture, right? Mm -hmm. But if you if you where do I think cost plus is fair? I think cost plus is fair where there are significant unknowns in the project and or significant amounts of areas of the project that are undefined, different mm -hmm. than unknown. Right. Right. So I think of unknown as going into uh, an 1800s farmhouse mm -hmm. that's got all kinds of black boxes. In it. Right. And you just right. have no you idea. You don't know if there's going to be insect damage or rot or, you know, yeah. sill issues or. Yeah. Right. Or, or just even if the building has been structurally deficient mm -hmm. uh, from the get go or whether over previous remodels that, you know, joists were hacked and, and, and framing was compromised and so forth. So um, when if you head into a project like that. It's reasonable for a contractor not to want to give you a fixed price, right. or the contractor then, in order for them to give you a fixed price, is going to jack up the price so high to cover themselves mm -hmm. that you now overpay. Right. Right. Um, so when you have a lot of things like that that cause uncertainty, it's fair to pay by the hour, and it's fair to pay a markup on top of the cost. Mm -hmm. it, what is the appropriate number for the markup on top of the cost? There's no way that I can tell you that. I can tell you that it's not uncommon for that number to be 30 percent, mm -hmm. um, but if that's even fair, I don't know. Um, I, I can tell you that there's most contractors can't operate on that alone, and so they compensate by increasing their labor rate potentially, right? Mm -hmm. So, but so in a cost plus world, um, well, and it, keep in mind that cost plus, you say, okay, we're going to mark it up thirty percent. Part of what that's paying for is overhead, and absolutely. and so you need to remember and what and what is overhead. For instance, it's like keeping the lights on in their office and keeping the phones operational and insurance and insurance, vehicles. which is a huge thing. Vehicles, marketing, right. um, all that stuff that it takes to run a business. So that overhead is part of what is covered by that. Right. It's, yeah. It's by no means that yeah. It's by no means that the contractor is uh, putting thirty percent in their pocket. Right. Right. So so if they buy. A thousand dollars of lumber on a project, they're gonna they're gonna charge thirteen hundred dollars to you, right? Right, and uh, right. And, but and of that thirteen hundred, you know, 
1000 is going to the materials, 200 is right. going to cover their overhead, and maybe $100 is going in their pocket. So right. keep that in mind, you right. know, That's when you're talking thing. about, uh, you know, markups. But so, so, so ultimately, circling back just to the bigger picture and cost plus, what that really means is that a contractor and or their team is going to be on your project, and the clock starts when they show up to start doing work, right? And, and they are billing by the hour for the work that they do. Um, and they, even they're billing by the hour when they get new, when they need to run to the lumber yard or to Home Depot, and when they're when they're doing all the different things that are required to execute that project, you're paying for that time, right? Um, and then you're paying for all the associated materials and subs, plus markup. So what's what's problematic about that, right? Um, what's problematic from my perspective is, like you said in the beginning, no incentive, mm -hmm. right? What's what's pushing a contractor to move through the project and get to the finish line? And move through it efficiently. When you talk right. about you're still paying for runs to the lumber yard, did your did your carpenter not plan appropriately exactly. and have to run to the lumber yard three times when they could have gotten everything done in one? Correct. Right. And so there's not that much incentive to be efficient. Um, so that's a problem in and of itself. And and then you find yourself as the homeowner looking at the project and looking how it's progressing and thinking, Am I, is this fair? It, you know, I noticed, I heard them talking the other day about the fact they miscut some lumber, mm -hmm. um, and that, mean they had to go, that means they had to go ahead and get more lumber. Did I pay for the original lumber, and then did I pay for the time to go get the second lumber, and then did I pay for the second lumber to, to make that all work? Right, exactly. So, and, and, and it makes you a policeman, and it's right, not fun. Right, and the answer to that question is a lot of it depends on the integrity of the contractor. So if a contractor screwed up, uh, you would be hopeful that they would say, you know what, I dropped the ball on this. I can't really charge you mm -hmm. for my time to f correct all this. Um, but how would you really know, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a so there's a massive um, right. reliance upon trust in a scenario like that. That's that's and that's hard important. to maintain, right? Frankly, and, 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 it, and it puts pressure on you and your contractor that doesn't necessarily need to be there for right. a happy relationship, right? And we've said this on the show before that that uh, we're never going to sugarcoat the fact that remodeling can be stressful, right? Um, I I believe that a lot of stress is how you perceive things, but the majority of people when you're kind of when your home is invaded and you have people working in your home and your your schedule is dis disrupted, it's it's stressful, right? In this scenario, you are uh, setting yourself up, I think, for more stress than mm -hmm. you have to. Mm -hmm. And and you then, you know, if, you if you're having to feel like you're the policeman, that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. So cost plus can be a big challenge. But another another example is where, where else is it fair for a contractor to do cost plus? If you as the homeowner have not taken the time and exhibited the discipline to specify and scope the project and have good plans and mm -hmm. good details, and you're a bit of a liberty gibbet, if you will, um, and you don't really know exactly what you want. I think that was directed want. toward me. No, <laughs> I was completely, not no, at all. I'm not at all. You are a very planning-oriented person. Actually, as we were talking about the uh, the contractor running back to the lumber yard three times when they could have done it once, that's me with groceries pretty much every day, <laughs> every freaking day. But not remodeling. No. 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 And uh, <laughs> and so yeah, I know it. Sometimes I I will talk at five o'clock on my way home, and you'll be like, "So what's for dinner?" I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Um, peanut butter it is. It and is. so. Oh, that's unfair. <laughs> so that's really digging um, deep. But, but back to the contractor You want scenario. me to talk about your foibles on this show? I'm sure it's going to come up. Well, right. you, better, so, you better hope not. Um, and, uh, and so back to the contractor, that scenario, if you haven't exhibited the discipline to develop plans and think through things, mm -hmm. and you kind of expect the contractor to come up and build it on off a napkin, that's a, that's fair for them to charge by the hour, right? right. Because, and, and because you're going to come and say, oh, you know, I, I, just, like I, th I thought about it last night right. and I really want to change this. Or, right. Right? Can, can so. we reframe that? Can we take that down? And and I'm, I'm not by, in any way am I saying that that's not within your rights as a consumer. You can do that, whatever. It's going to be the most expensive way to build a project. Mm -hmm. But we have had clients who have 
you know, couldn't see something or understand something well, and once it was built, they wanted it rebuilt, right? Mm -hmm. The only real fair way to treat a contractor if you were that person and you really want that flexibility to be able to redefine the project even as it's being built is to pay cost plus mm -hmm. or TNM, mm -hmm. right? Those are, for me, those are interchangeable. Um, but it does put you at a bad spot, and it does, I think, increase the likelihood that you can start feeling like, am I getting a fair shake here or not, right? right? right. When you do cost plus, typically what happens also is um, most contractors will provide you with a bi-weekly billing. So one of the upsides to Cost Plus is you get to see everything, right? Mm -hmm. You see all the invoices, you, you know what you're paying for a markup, you know what you're paying for labor, and you see all of that happen. Um, so I guess if you are an accountant or an engineer or you really want the nuts and bolts and details and you want to understand where that's what's driving the cost, mm -hmm. um, that could be good for you if it's important to you. Um, I would put it to you that I don't know how important that is because if uh, you've hired a contractor to build a room addition and they subcontract the insulation uh, and you see that invoice and you see the markup, do you really care what the insulation cost? Because you don't, it's not an option. you got to have it. Right. Right. Um, and so sometimes I think you get, ultimately you can, can kind of get overwhelmed with that process. But at any rate, in that case, depending on the contractor, you're paying your contractor every week or two weeks based on what you call sort of a draw, where they send you all the paperwork for the previous week or two weeks, mm -hmm. um, and then make a requisition, and you make that payment to the contractor, and then it can, and then you reset, and you continue on the next week. Right. Right. Um, so that's that's sort of cost plus. Like I said, culturally, it changes from place to place, um, but I think it can put the clients in a real tough spot. And over and above that, I do feel like a qualified contractor, if the projects have been well scoped, should be able to give you a committed price. Mm -hmm. Right. That's um, it. You know, you don't walk on a car lot and expect General Motors to say, eh, we're not really sure what this one's going to cost you, right? right? But <laughs> if you want this one, you know, every right. car has got a price because they know exactly what it costs to build that car, mm -hmm. right? A contractor, a good contractor is in the same place. So um, so that's cost plus. Now, while we're on cost or while we're there, allowances are another piece of the puzzle in just about every contract. And I, um, let's, you know, why don't you share what uh, what we have for an allowance? What, what allowances? Well, so flooring, um, fixtures, Lighting, you know, if you're doing a decorative lighting fixture, um, often that will be included in the contract. So you'll, you know, they'll say, okay, um, lighting fixture, TBD, um, allowance, $300, right? right? Or, you know, flooring, I've allowed you $9 per square yard, right. something like that, um, you know, if it's carpet. So that's helpful. And I suppose, you know, if, when you, when you're, Working, especially new um, new homes, new home builders often put allowances in because there's just too many decisions to make. Right. Um, but very often they're trying to make their price, their overall price, look good. Right. And consequently, the easiest thing to mess with is your allowances and keep them really low. Right. So basically, it's entry level on every allowance. And therein lies the problem, right? So. I you let, let's say you've gone to contract with a builder uh, and you're you're building a new home and in there were uh, I don't know four or five allowances mm -hmm. because you hadn't actually uh, done the work to make all the selections yet mm -hmm. and um, and the foundation's going in and now it's your job to go around and do your shopping right mm -hmm. and if you're given an allowance for uh, eight thousand dollars for kitchen cabinets you truly don't really even know. Um, and most consumers wouldn't know whether or not that's a reasonable number or not a reasonable number. Right. right? And could you buy cabinetry for your home for eight for eight thousand dollars or nine thousand dollars? Of course you can. Mm -hmm. Right. Would it ultimately be the cabinet that you want? Who knows? Maybe. Right. maybe and it, it depends is. obviously on the size of the kitchen. You have a huge right. kitchen. Eight thousand dollars not going to go very far. Right. Exactly. And so, 
So then you go out and you go shopping and you start doing the work. You design the kitchen, you make the choices, you fall in love with the uh, the, the white shaker uh, kitchen and, and you want to uh, to put that in your home and the quote comes back and it's $16,000, mm-hmm. right? Or and, 28, and now you're fired up because you just realize, okay, um, I've, over, I've overspent my allowance and now I have to reach back into my pocket Put in another eight or ten or twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars to make up the difference between what was in the contract and what I actually want, and I feel now mistreated. Right. I feel deceived. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's likely that the builder was not intentionally deceiving you. The builder couldn't necessarily predict. Maybe the builder said to you, uh, "You know, do you are you a, a middle of the road buyer or a high end buyer or a budget buyer?" Right. Maybe they had that conversation. Probably not. Probably maybe not. They, did, right? they probably just have a standard allowance. Right. We give right. you. We give you this much. Right. And uh, for your flooring, we give you this much for your tile. We give you this much for your appliances or cabinets or whatever. So, um, so that that example kind of ripples throughout sort of everything that you do when it relates to um, to allowances. And I think in general, allowances are an opportunity to feel mistreated. Mm-hmm. Right. To to feel mis misrepresented. Uh, and so, so so a better option. Here we go. A better option for you if you're working with a with a contractor before they get the pricing done, go do some budgeting of your own, right? If they're going to send you out to their cabinet manufacturer or they're going to send you out to their flooring person, whatever, go do that first. Figure out what it is you like. Pick a couple things and say this is exactly the the what I'm putting in or or something very similar, right? You know, and and so you can say I need sixteen dollars a square yard in for my flooring, and I need um, I'm going to need $24,000 allowance right. for my cabinetry. And so what that does is get your upfront number to be more legitimate. right? right. And, and I would actually take it even further. I would encourage people to say, you know, do the hard work. Get all the choices made and then go to contract with all the real choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the more allowances you can take out of a contract, the better it is. You don't want... I look at I look at a contract. I look at allowances kind of as like the lazy man's way of estimating. And I mentioned that in a previous show, but mm-hmm. it's important to understand... Um, and the, the more allowances you have, the shakier your number is overall. Mm-hmm. The less allow- If you can get to a place with you have, where you have no allowances, which does mean you got to put some legwork in. Right. you got to get out there and shop and make choices and all that. Um, and that's, but that's part of the job. You chose to build the project. That's part of, the, part part of, part of your job, job now. Right. Yep. right? Um, so allowances in general, I think, um, are, are not a good thing. And the more you can do to, rem- to remove them, uh, the better off you are. Yeah. So maybe even get just like a... a a uh, sample contract, uh, like for whatever the project is. Just say, you know, right. what are what are the typical allowances that you put into your contract? Tell me exactly what they are. I'm going to get that information first. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so then then let's talk about the alternative between. So th- that's that allowance concept is true regardless of whether you're sort of cost plus or whether you're a fixed price or or, or how you want to do this. But let's talk about then um, if you go to a contractor who's going to give you a fixed price number. Um, how does that get delivered to you, right? And does that get delivered to you with all kinds of breakout information where you know what every, where the drywall screws cost, what the nails cost, what the glue costs, or does that get delivered to you as a bottom line number and say, okay, we're going to, we can build this addition and renovate your kitchen for $245,000, right? Um, And my perspective on that is that um, a bottom line number is, uh, with option pricing, is a way better place to be than uh, th- than a broken out number because what I tend to find happen is if if we if all the numbers get broken out it becomes very confusing and very overwhelming to consumers and much of the cost information 
is required in the project. Right. 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 You're not going to be like, oh, I can get that screw for a penny less. Exactly. Right. right. And 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 so I go back to thinking about the things that are. Not, I go back to the car analogy and thinking about the things that are non-optional. Right. So mm-hmm. you do not care what it costs to put the axle in. You do not care what it costs to put the steering wheel in. You need both of those things. Mm-hmm. You might care what the difference is between leather seats and cloth seats. Right. Right. You know whether and, whether your steering wheel is heated or unheated. Right. right. Like all the all the option stuff is what you want to know what you're paying for on top right. of sort of the base model. So that's definitely the the better way to go. And in addition, like you said, it's overwhelming. If you get, you know, a contract back and it's 80 pages and right. most of it is just, you know, like this insulation versus that insulation, you're not going to take the time to look at all this stuff. It's just it's just overwhelming. Right. And know? so it's stressful. It, 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 yeah, and I think what typically happens is human nature kicks in and, and people gravitate toward the biggest numbers and go, holy cow, how come plumbing's so expensive? And how come insulation is so cheap? Right. Well, that's because plumbing's expensive that's and insulation is cheap. Right. right? That's the deal. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so you just wasted uh, that whole observation and that time and that angst over something that we can't change. Yeah, and right? it's not We are not going to find right. inexpensive plumbers and we're not going to find expensive insulators. Right. right. That's just not the way the marketplace works. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but there are nuances within that. So one example might be if you had a conversation with your contractor and you said, you know what, I am, uh, I'm very concerned about the environment. I'm very concerned about trying to be more um, energy efficient in my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please specify the house conventionally, meaning you might use fiberglass to insulate it and mm-hmm. meet the code conventionally. But then I would love to know what the option would be if I wanted to use spray foam insulation, mm-hmm. right? That's a great example of where you should have breakout pricing, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a much bigger believer in asking your contractor to give you one bottom line number. I will build this project for X amount of dollars. And then the things that you see that are optional, ask for option pricing. So you have tons of control. Mm-hmm. You can move that price up or down based on the options. Mm-hmm. You may say, um, all right, uh, give me one bottom line number that includes hardwood on the second floor. But I like a credit option if I switch to carpet, mm-hmm. right? And okay, I can take $10,000 out of my house if I switch to carpet. So I now, as the homeowner, as the co- as the client, I'm, I'm more in control. I'm, right. I'm not feeling like a victim. And you, anything you can outline as a reasonable option, you highlight that for the for the contractor and ask them for those variables, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a great way for you to not distract yourself with stuff you can't control, but to be in control of the things that are important to you, mm-hmm. right? So bottom line price with uh, with options uh, that are important to you is the way to go. Now, the one, the one caveat to that is the same thing that I said on the cost plus issue, right? Y- you need clear plans and clear specifications mm-hmm. to get a bottom line price. Mm-hmm. A bottom line price does you no good if everyone is not singing from the same sheet of music, mm-hmm. right? And so that requires either that you've worked with a design professional or you're working with a design build company and there's really good clarity in the documentation and in the project so the plans and the specs are all clear to everybody involved, right? right? So that you don't get in the middle of the process and you are surprised when they're putting in linoleum flooring when you thought you were getting hardwood, right? Right. And you then need to be be in a place where you can go back to your contract and say, oh, they did specify linoleum. That was my bad. I missed that or yeah. whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. You, that, that, that level of clarity, that level of detail needs to exist in the contract, in the doc- documents. And like you said, actually, I think it's very fair to ask for examples of that stuff up front. Right. Ask for a sample contract so you know what you're getting into with the contractor and to what degree they typically provide detail. Right. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
So, so that's a big, uh, you know, that's a big piece of it in terms of, of how you should sort of go to the marketplace and, and get a handle on what contractors are providing. Um, and, and we see confusion with that and consumers all the time. We see confu- com, you know, consumers feeling like, oh, I got a price for $210,000. Your price was $300,000. What's going on, right? Right. It is way too competitive a marketplace for any contractor to be that far out of whack, right? right? And so when the contractor is that far out of whack, it's almost always because the specifications of the project are different, right? Right. One contractor included things that the other one didn't, and right. now or included allowances, and the, there were the lowest allowances, and the other contractor included the stuff that you actually are going to want, correct? Or allowances that figure in. They've had the conversation. I know you're going to want a better grade of whatever right. it is, right? And then and so then you as the homeowner are now put in a situation uh, to do something they call leveling the bid, right? Leveling. So let's say you went to three contractors and got three prices, um, and they're all different prices, and you're trying to get you're trying to make sense of it, right? So you're, you're now, your job, which is really not a fair job to have because it's not your area of expertise as, as the average homeowner, but your job is now to try to take all those free and figure out who has included what and why mm-hmm. and how does the, the lack of one thing adjust the price to compensate for the other so that, so that you can say, all right, if I want contractors A, B, and C I'll, to be all the same and I, I adjust the pricing, to, I try to figure out, okay, well, this guy didn't include... Uh, you know the the landscaping. While this guy did include the landscaping, and you you have to, and then, then you're going back to all three contractors to have them adjust their pricing so that mm-hmm. they're all uh, presenting equally, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's a very very challenging thing to do. It is. Right? That's and, and that's part of the reason why I circle back to one of the things we said in one of the very beginning shows, which was finding the right person you trust, interviewing well, and getting to a place where you can just do business with somebody who you can check their references, who's done a lot of business before. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes a lot of the pressure and a lot of the stress out of you trying to be the smartest consumer in the world because it's super, super hard to do that. It is almost impossible. Right. And and so, um, so the last thing that I want to talk about is, as it relates to pricing, is this concept of uh, negotiation, mm-hmm. right? So we've been doing this a very long time. And when I first started doing this, I looked like a 10-year-old, right? So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, really I was did. very young. Right? I was just looking at our wedding pictures recently. Yeah. We were married like over 30 years it ago. It looks like and we I, should not legally have been married. No, you were tw- 12. Right. Yeah, you I look 12, right? Yeah. right? I look 12. And I don't look 12 now. Um, you aged me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's but, our children. Yeah, it, it, I'm sorry. You're right. Our children aged me. But, uh, but when I was younger... Um, and I would go into a consumer's home and and present pricing. It wasn't uncommon that you know the older uh, client would mm-hmm. sort of look at me, size me up, and and I would say, okay, this project is twenty five thousand dollars. And then they would sort of cross their hands across their belly and look back and sit back comfortably in their chair and they say, okay, what would you really take for it? Would you do it for twenty? Right. right. And and there I am as a kid thinking. I really spent. I spent the last three nights working on this estimate. Right. I put all my energy and thought into this. This is a real number, and this guy doesn't even know that I'm barely surviving as it is. Right. right? Exactly. And, and I can't possibly doesn't know that your wife is supporting you. Right. But maybe at that time I was desperate for that job, and I'm like, oh my god, uh, can I make it work for twenty? What do I? Do? Well, I don't. Maybe if I cut that out, and um, this 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 all all this is rolling around in my head as this con- as this consumer is trying to, uh, you know, get the price down, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and now I'm on my heels trying to think, okay, I don't know. I really want the work. What do I say, right? Right. Now, that scenario, when that scenario plays itself out further, here's what can happen, right? Um, there are things that any contractor can do that are behind-the-scenes things or details that 
no homeowner is really going to understand, or mm-hmm. very few would understand, mm-hmm. that will reduce the cost of the project, but will also reduce the quality and durability and longevity of the project, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So if I'm desperate so for the shooting job, yourself, right, really. If I'm desperate for the work, maybe I'm going to say, oh, I can't take $5,000 off a $25,000 job, um, but maybe I can shave $2,000 off when I really couldn't anyway, right? Because right? then I'm going to be hurt. I'm not right. going to make any money on the project. Um, but if I had to say yes to that, and if I weren't, if I were feeling a lot of financial pressure, then I'm going to go about the process of figuring out what do I need to do to value engineer right. this project and get it done for the lowest possible cost to me, mm-hmm. right? And still try to get to a place where I can make the homeowner happy. That is a lose lose deal. Mm-hmm. That is a race to the bottom and a lose lose deal, right? Um, you know, my my father, whom I loved and adored, was a great guy. Um, he was a negotiator to the point where it was embarrassing. We would we would go into a hard. I remember this like vividly going into a hardware store one time, and like a hardware store for me as a little kid was like mecca. I would every yeah, if if I the know. weekend if Saturday morning it still is by the way it, it still is right. Yeah. And that has not I've not outgrown that. But if Saturday morning included a trip to the hardware store, that was a really good weekend, mm-hmm. right? And I would tag along with my dad, and off we would go. And there was that fertilizer smell that would fill the store, and and that, probably a carcinogen. And the smell of well, it didn't matter. It smelled so good, right? And, uh, and and the smell of hardware and oil and all that kind of stuff, and it was heaven, right? And I can remember, like it was yesterday, my dad and I walking to this grocery, this uh, hardware store, and there was a grill, like a Weber grill, on the aisle, uh, and it had a price on it, right? And in my little simple brain as a kid, I'm like, okay, that's the price that's we the pay. Price, right? We open our wallet and we take our money out and we pay that price. And there's my dad taking the manager of the store aside and saying, okay, would you take 150? It's like 195, right? right. Would you take 150? And now I'm, I'm beginning to realize what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm a little kid, and I'm feeling very uncomfortable that that's <laughs> happening, right? And, you know, and, and he some of it was actually just sport for him. Some of right. it was just kind of fun. It was a cultural thing for him. He liked it or whatever. It was always uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe if you want to play around with something like that for a grill, if that's what thrills well, you. Well, if you have a product that is a complete product, right. you know, you're buying it on eBay, whatever, yeah, negotiate. Right? It's a thing. It's not going to change. They're not going to, like, take out a, a hacksaw and take the legs off if if you pay less. A service is a completely different animal, you know. Right. Paying less for a service, yeah, it comes out somewhere. Right. Because right. that service has not been made yet. Correct. Right? And, and so they're figuring in that discount in terms right. of what they're going to give. And realistically, when, when a homeowner says, you know, can you, can you discount the project, um, how do you do that? So is the contractor going to say, all right, I tell you what, guys, to his employees – um, I had to take 5% of this project so we can get it. So now I need you guys to run today. You can't walk from the truck to the job site. You can't walk to get your tools. When you're getting the lumber, I need you to get the lumber, throw it on your shoulder, and then sprint to the house so you can be faster and more efficient because I took 5% off. Mm-hmm. That is not the world we live in, mm-hmm. right? Your employees would say, get out of here. I'm going to work for another contract. That's, not, that's never going to happen, right? So that's one piece of it. And then the other piece of it is, um, like you said, there are things that will get done on that project mm-hmm. that will come back and bite you in the rump because – they shaved corners and cut corners that they, you know, that you wish they hadn't for that price, right? Yep. And so that's a big piece of it. Then the very last thing to think about um, is, <laughs> so I will occasionally have people say, and this this kind of cracks me up and say, um, would you take it? Would you give me a discount if I paid cash, right? <laughs> and and then I, I, when this first started happening, once again when I was a kid, I, I, you know, I would think, okay, is this just a test? Is this an integrity test? Right, right. right. Because it's like code for saying. For, it's like to me, it's the homeowner's code for saying, "Do you cheat on your taxes?" Right, right. Because the only way give, giving a discount for cash means anything to me is if it means that I'm taking the cash and putting it in my pocket, not running it through the company. Right. Which then means I'm unethical, 
right? So that's we, a, we did have a few clients that were, you know. We, we never discounted. No. Right? They paid cash, right? Because they and may have been And there was that guy who said, would you build me a secret, you know, yep, room in the a, basement? Yeah, and then the I'll mafia. Sh- yeah. Yep, and we, yep, and then you're like, no, thank you, because right. I don't want to get shot afterwards. Right. No, yeah, I'm not building <laughs> secret rooms in the basement, even for cash. Right? <laughs> um, and so, so are you, you know, you're taking out, you, you know, that's a, from my perspective, if a contractor says, I'll give you a discount for cash, your contractor also is telling you that he cheats on his taxes. And what else does he cheat on? Right. right? So, that, so it's a sign of integrity from my perspective. Um, and and so I wouldn't go down that road either. But uh, negotiate on specs. Negotiate on the details of the project. Uh, and get to a number that you're happy with that also gets you the specs you're happy with. But don't go into a situation where you're trying to take money out of your contractor's pocket because it's a bad start to the relationship. And if it's a meaningful project, it can be a long relationship. Right. 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 Yep. So it's a lot about pricing, but it's a really important thing. And I know it takes up a lot of space in people's heads. So we wanted to get that in there and hopefully give you some tools for that. Um, and uh, and hopefully you guys will have found that helpful. I know I did. <laughs> so I am David Bryan. You have been listening to Renovation Made Right. And I'm Brenda Bryan. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.